You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. I am Aaron, and with me as always is Brian. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing well, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing really great. You know, we've got a very special episode here. Um, one of the things that I'm excited about is... <laughs> when you say a special episode, I just... My age of 46, almost 47, I go yeah. back to my childhood with this very special episode of... Right. I mean, you know, this which is... Which usually meant it was a kind of a serious kind of... That's um, true. Well, it is a serious episode. Right. We um, we have some things as to discuss. As serious as you and I can be. Absolutely. We have some serious business to discuss, Brian, because we have... An announcement to make in this episode. We also have um, we also have a, a serious book of the Bible that we are going to be talking about as well, because many of the churches that use the Gospel Project every week are studying the Book of Judges right now. Um, That's a serious book. That is a serious book. It is very heavy stuff, and so we want to give. We've talked about this book a few um, in a few different places at a few different times. Most recently, uh, probably about a month or so ago, yeah, um, with. Karen Jones, our preschool content editor for the Gospel Project for Kids, and um, talking about why do we need to talk about such a big, heavy book with little people with with the little people in our church, and how does that benefit them? Um, because it's so controversial. So um, definitely, if you haven't listened to that one, if you're new to the show, first welcome, and uh, second, go back and listen to that one. It's re- it's worthwhile while listening. Uh, today we're going to tackle it from a different perspective, but um, but first, you know, let's uh, let's give a, a quick heads up that this is actually our um, our season finale episode, if you will, um, our first run capper. Uh, after this episode, we're taking a little break, and we are going to be coming back with a new format for the show. We'll talk about that in a little um, at the end of the episode, okay. though. So for now, let's uh, let's dig talk into the judges. book of Judges. All right, so um, we're gonna get judgmental on y'all. Um, wait, no, that's not I what, you what you do. There, there you go. There you go. Uh, sorry, dad jokes. Dad jokes. Okay. Always room for dad jokes. That's right. So Brian, give us the big, the major beats of this book. Well, I'm sure that most of us listening are familiar with this book. So the big idea, of course, is that the children of Israel are in the promised land. They have set up shop there. Um, They've been ruled by or led by prophets up to this point. Um, and, And yet we see as the book of Judges begins that they fall into this pattern of sin or fall is actually not the right word. They choose it. They run toward it. Mm-hmm. Uh, fall is too passive. They're active in this. They, they are sinful. They are a mess. And so they uh, they pursue idolatry and so forth. They, they turn their backs on God. They, 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 one generation fails to teach the next generation of what God had done. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this, this, this failing in, in discipleship, in, in parents raising their kids. I mean, just, it's a mess. Yeah. And so they start the, the children of Israel start pursuing false gods. They're 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 playing the harlot, uh, and of course God is a jealous God. He's a consuming fire, and so He steps in and He disciplines them, mm-hmm. and through bringing other nations to to come to war with them to conquer them and so forth they of course the people of israel cry out um, in desperation they cry out to god they remember him then Mm -hmm. they cry to him in distress and god in his mercy and grace provides a different person called a judge to come and rescue them 
They are rescued from the the enemy. Uh, they start to follow God briefly. Then that judge will die. Mm-hmm. And the people will once again sin, pursue idolatry, and start this pattern over and over again. Right. And it tends to be a generational pattern, yes. too. I mean, we see that typically the the times of of peace between um, between um, one judge coming on the scene and the people once again turning away from God and uh, sinning against him um, tends to be about 40-ish years kind of thing. So one of the things that is helpful for us to remember when we're reading the book of Judges is that this is actually taking place over a long period of yes. time. It's not, you know, 30, 40 years. It's, you know, a few hundred um, at this point. And so for a cycle like that to perpetuate is, is and that's, that's shocking. A good, Aaron, that's a good word that, you know, as we're reading through books of the Bible to understand that, because, you know, Genesis is a good example of this. Genesis starts kind of this pace. You're moving so fast. You're covering generations mm-hmm. in, in, in a chapter and then it slows down. Mm-hmm. We know that the last part of Genesis, of course, you're, you're just following four generations or so. Yeah. And, and so it's, you have to understand where you are and how much ground you, it's not all equal. And so understanding what you're just talking about judges that you're moving through generation after generation, it's not only just helpful to get a, a good feel for what's actually happening, but it also really stresses the sinfulness of humanity. Mm-hmm. That this is not just one bad period of time. It's not just, yeah, that was a bad year for us. This is generation right. after generation that continues to pursue sin, that, that continually fails uh, to love God properly, pursues rebellion, mm-hmm. uh, the, the hardness of heart just on display here. Absolutely. And I mean, that's one of those things that you see even in just the refrain that you see that picks up, particularly at the end of the book, but, it, but it's there at the beginning as well, that um, that. God's people did not follow did not follow the ways of the Lord. They they did what was right in their own eyes. They disobeyed him. And that that line of they did what was right in their own eyes, that itself is critical. Yeah. Um because there is elsewhere in scripture, you know, there there um are words to the effect of um that there there's a way that seems right to a human being. That to our like to our own self um, self proclaimed wisdom that seems like this this makes sense to do and sometimes it actually is true that that is the way to go but um, but most but many times you you know you look at the state of culture in yeah. uh, in the West today um, you see this playing out that there is a there is a certain wisdom in quotation marks um, whether whether those are real quotations or scare quotes you can decide um, <laughs> but. Uh, that seems like it makes sense um, that, oh, this is just the way that it should be. This is the way it always was. Um, and in effect, you're just you're just leading yourself down a path of destruction. You can fill in your own examples, listeners. Well, and that's why, you know, as we know, the, the adage is so true that that's why we have to test everything against Scripture. Correct. So it may seem wise, and we've talked about this on, on other episodes, Yeah. but it may seem wise, and it, as you said, it may be wisdom from God at that point, but the only way you can find out is if you test it against Scripture, and if it aligns with Scripture, then that pretty much clues you in. If it does not align with Scripture, of course, or it is against Scripture, then that clearly clues you in a different direction. And that's what, you know, one of the, the first lessons you come across in Judges is that that the one generation failed to teach the next generation the ways of God. Mm-hmm. So they had no way to test what they thought was right. Yep. 
and and look what happened over and over again. Yeah. And so just a reminder to us, an encouragement to us that, man, we've got to be people who are spending time in the word, understanding the word, understanding the, the meta narrative as mm-hmm. you and I are prone to, to stress um, that we understand as we come across scripture that we're reading it, that we are understanding and interpreting it properly. And then mm-hmm. we're able to test rightly. Correct. What we perceive as wisdom. Correct. Against and, and that's a and it, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because um, there is a an unfortunate reality that we have to wrestle with. That um, as controversial as this sounds, it's not actually enough to know the Bible. <clears throat> and I think you even said this um, in your recent in a recent blog post on on GospelProject.com um, that it's not enough to know the Bible. It's not enough to know what. Know, know things about the Bible. You need to know the one to whom yeah. the Bible points. Um, and if you miss Jesus in the scriptures, then then it's all for naught. Yeah. And that takes us to the other big idea behind Judges is it screams of our need for a savior. Absolutely. It screams of our need for a greater deliverer because all these deliverers, these judges we encounter, failed. Right. And not only that... Wait, well, let me, let me sorry, unpack sorry, that for a yeah. second. They failed ultimately. Yes. They, they, they rescued the people briefly, but ultimately they failed to to rescue the people from their sinful hearts. Correct. So, Correct. And But not only that, but what we see is, is that even um, you see a degradation in the character of the yes. judges as as the timeline progresses too. Yes. The, the earliest judges who get almost no, they get like a sentence total. Um, Othniel and friends. Um they um, like all we know about them is basically their names mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, Deborah, we know something about and um, and she she's generally presented as um, someone of model character yeah. um, for what little we get to see of her. Um, but starting with Gideon and beyond, you see this you see this slide to the to the point that it's like that it seems like God is almost using these people despite themselves, which is actually true because yeah. that actually is what He does with us exactly. many times. Is that um, certainly pre Christ <laughs> um, He's using because He uses all people to fulfill His purposes in this world. Um, all being, of course, um, you know, morally culpable for any actions that we take, um, pre and post Christ. (laughs) Um, but we, um, but he uses, he uses our choices, our actions for his purposes. Um, in the same way he's using, he's using Samson's, um, sinfulness to fulfill his purpose in, um, humbling and destroying the the Philistines who were oppressing his people, and so that is one of the one of the things that we need to recognize too is is that these are not these are not people that we need to look at as as virtuous characters and no. probably should not be looking at them as this is well, this should be yeah, our moral it, example and it's, it's we've talked about this as well and we'll continue that you know yeah we should look at at some of the characteristics and, and where there's something to admire and to emulate to a degree, we should. And where there's something, a warning, uh, something for us not to do, we should. But ultimately, that's not 
why they exist. That that's not why we have Gideon. That's not why we have Samson. Um, and, and again, because we always have to be careful about looking at at the Hall of Faith and say, well, God positioned these people. He put these people before us, and so it's not a matter of we should never learn from them. Correct. Ultimately, we should not learn from them. Uh, we should be seeing how they point us to Christ. So, for mm-hmm. example, when we look at Samson, who I always, man, until I understood a Christ-centric uh, view of Scripture, I never understood why Samson was in there. Because mm-hmm. right? you look at it, what's redeeming about it? I can't think of anything redeeming about Samson. And without Christ, without understanding how he's there because he points us to Christ, you miss it easily. Right, it doesn't make sense. It makes, but when you understand, oh no, Samson is the hero who reveals that uh, strength, physical strength, is not what we're looking for in a, in a deliverer. Samson, that God can even use the sin, the gross sin of Samson to bring about his purposes, that God is going to bring a deliverer, the deliverer in Christ, who will not look the part. He doesn't have the physical strength that the world would expect. And he uses Christ to take the sins of the world and the sins of people who crucified Christ, who condemned him wrongly. And look what he did through those sins. He brought about the greatest good ever on the cross and in the empty tomb. And so to understand, oh, Samson points us to the greater deliverer in Christ, then it makes sense. But apart from that, Samson, you know, as an editor, yeah, Samson makes a great story, but in terms of uh, of, yeah. of value in himself, you, you want to scratch him out. Oh, for sure. What else do we want to hit on with this book? Yeah, I, I think that's the big thing. I, you know, look for those little takeaways. Little too diminutive. Mm-hmm. I don't mean it that way. But look for those um, smaller takeaways. For example, don't miss it up front. The need for us to be discipling others and passing along our faith wisely and well. Um, look for, you know, what can we, you know, Deborah, for example, I love how we see teamwork at play there. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't miss those things. Don't be afraid to engage with those right. things and say, hey, what can we learn from this? Man, there's, you know, Deborah, that, that's, there's beauty in that God has brought us together as a people. Mm-hmm. Um, but do not sacrifice the greater takeaway of Christ on the altar of those lesser takeaways. Um, don't miss every every time we're rubbing shoulders with this. Don't forget. Don't fail to see how this is pointing us to Christ, the greater deliverer. And 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 you know, every time Gideon, here's the guy who he he, he was afraid. Um, he he was humbled to a fault. Um, here mm-hmm. here is a guy who God told to whittle down his band. So I mean, he was an unexpected leader. Yeah, points us to a greater unexpected leader. So don't don't be afraid. Uh, to 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 bring these to bear, don't fail to do that, and in doing so, you will accomplish the purpose of the Book of Judges. Again, the Book of Judges is is really designed to be understood as a whole. Yeah, as all of Scripture is, but especially Judges when you look at it. If you look at it just vignettes, mm-hmm. you miss it. When you look at it broader, let's look at as you as you pointed out before, you look at the sliding character. That's that they're meant to be read together. You look mm-hmm. at the different things they brought to bear. Strength, a leader of strength isn't going to do it. Deborah's wisdom, that's not going to do it. You know, and you look at these things, humility, that's not going to do it. We need a greater deliverer. Those things are good, mm-hmm. but the greater deliverer in Christ is what we're after. Yeah. Good. Brian, that's a great place for us to wrap up our our quick hit conversation on judges, listeners. Um, I do hope you find that helpful. Do think through those things as you're reading this book, as you're teaching this book. If you're using the Gospel Project as you're as you are leading your groups through this book over the over the coming weeks. Now that leads us to our announcement 
for this episode. And we mentioned that this is kind of our, this is our first run capper, our season finale, if you will. Well, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break after this episode for about four weeks or so um, until the beginning of June. And what we are doing in the beginning of June is we are re are launching with a relaunching with a, a little bit of a different format we're actually going to go um twice weekly on on the show and we're going to be talking about two different subjects um with each episode so on tuesdays we're going to be launching an episode and on thursdays we'll be we'll be launching another on tuesday what we'll be talking about is um is ideas connected to the um the book or the or related passages that um that that people of all ages um, are are studying in and around the gospel project. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't be we won't be direct necessarily directly connecting to that week's that week's session, but we will be but we'll be picking up on some common themes. So if you're if you're leading leading a group through that, um, this will be an extra bonus resource for you. Yeah. Um, on Thursdays, we're going to start talking through um, in a little more detail, just conversationally, the 99 essential doctrines of the Christ- of the Christian faith. And so these are doctrines that um, inform everything we do with the Gospel Project. Um, they am, there's a lot of information there. On top of that, and this is just a, a little bit of a tease for y'all, um, we are starting a new um, a new video web short series um, on, called the 99 in 99 that um, will also be in a, an accompaniment to that. So think of this as the extended commentary to those. And, um, and so for those, yeah. just to clarify, those are 99 second about videos. Yeah, roughly 99 second videos. Which talk about one of the nine, just very Correct. broad brushstrokes, yep. an introduction to them. So Correct. we're excited about them releasing. So this this podcast will go a little bit deeper, of course. And, Correct. And, um, not in not in deep into the weeds. Not This is not going to be PhD level discussions, of course. No, we want, um, because, you know, all, although you're the PhD student in the room, um, I know, surprise. I know. And right now, <laughs> how'd our, you trick them on that? Our three listeners are going, I would never have guessed that. I know. Tens of listeners, Brian. Tens, Tens. of listeners. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to keep it to, to, you know, my level, the average, the average person <laughs> Our in level. the church. Our level. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's a, that, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. And, and again, just to be clear, um, while both of these subjects are going to tie more closely to the gospel project, if you are listening and you don't use the gospel project, first of all, start. Yes, um, we would love that. We would love that. But seriously, if, if you're not using it, do not feel like you're going to be, these will not relate to you. Right. Again, no, this will be talking completely about, applicable. Exactly. We're going to be talking about passages that still relate to you. We're going to talk about doctrines that still relate to you. So while yeah. it will have a, a closer connection to the gospel project moving forward, it will not be exclusive. Correct. So, um, so guys, thanks for for joining us um, in this first run, this uh, last year of our of uh, of the podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to to the next one. Um, thanks for listening. Of course, uh, please do leave your your sincerity up to you, Thank you. level of review on uh, iTunes. Um, that helps people find the show. Um, share it with your friends, and um, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project, a family of resources revealing how all Scripture gives testimony to Jesus. 
Learn more at gospelproject.com.